Cool. Yeah. Hey, hold on a sec. Sorry, Bernie's crying. It's all right. I'm going to get a glass of water. Hey, what's wrong? I don't sing. Sorry. You know Um, He's just like fucking crying in the background for no reason. I can't uh, try to, I can't picture what a cat sounds like crying because my cat used to just bang on walls and doors. (laughs) On, um, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. (laughs) Shut up, Bernie. Content Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Content Catch-Up. We're up to episode 8 um, and as usual it's me, your boy Jules, hosting this show and a special introduction to the, the woofer from Bayswater, but only from Bayswater for another couple of weeks, Michael Francis Barker. Wow, you just big dog me by introducing me as a guest again, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But You are my guest, you're my constant guest. But I like that you pay a big skill of yours that I, that complimented last season of paying attention. I am moving house to a suburb that you probably have no idea where it is, but that is coming up. So it's Kilsyth. a busy few. Kilsyth, correct. Eastern suburbs. Shout out if you're from the east. Represent. Absolutely. East. Busy. Are you Bloods or Crips? Bloods. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> busy few weeks though. Um, Jules coming up. I hate. I hate moving. It's one of you the worst. Moving? It's one of the worst things. But once it's done, it's a bloody good feeling. But I just can't be bothered, you know. What What's your tactic? Are you Are you going the professional movers? Or are you going to try and do it all yourself? No, nah, I'll get a movers. But um, every I don't know about you, but every time I've moved, you just psych yourself up to throw up. Uh, throw up. <laughs> throw <laughs> up. <laughs> That's how much I hate it. You throw out as much as you possibly can. And then when you do it, you just get to the new house and you've just somehow kept all the same crap. You, yeah, I know what you mean. You're like thinking, oh, I don't really need this. But then when it push comes to shove, you're like, I'll oh, just chuck it in yeah. the box and I'll deal with it when I get to the house. Exactly. And then you take it to the house and it stays there for another four years. Yeah, what is this like dodgy little, I don't know, thing I won as a kid, like never look at and it just takes up room. Anyway. I hope you're not talking about Brad. No, oh, probably Brad. <laughs> He'll be one of the ones I have to try to get rid of, I think. No, I love you, Brad. <laughs> How was your bloody week? Hope Elise isn't living it. Jesus, it's been busy, Barks. It um, is. It's we're, frantic. We're, it's frantic. So apologies to everyone for a, a little bit of lack of content from us, but I hope you understand that it's uh, it's now officially four games a week season at the moment. So... We were obviously coming to the tail end of the AFLW, which is a little bit sad, I've got to say. And but the hang the on, there's still hope. Th- there's still hope. It's That's out of I mean, but it's still coming towards the tail end yeah. of the season. Yeah. Um, girls had a thumping win last night in the Darcy Vessi show. God, I'd like to think. God, that was good. It's nothing. God, nothing better than good. watching a forward up and about. I reckon. How, how was the swag on her as well? I, like, know, I know. After after Darcy took a couple of those marks, she just had this like. It's almost like that fucking emoji, the, the you know, the. <laughs> well, she sort of. <laughs> For everyone listening at home, I'm doing that stupid thing around emoji. my face again. Yeah. Ben, um, it's almost like that swagger you talk about is that you sort of know. I'm not going to speak for Darcy Vessio, but it's like she is comfortable that she's the best player on the ground. And you can just sort of yeah. see that. And what I took out of she, it, Jules, is that she must have been very creative lately. Because what did we learn? Oh, yes. That her creativity fuels her on-field performance. Exactly. And I don't know if you saw Which actually during the week. The surfing, surfing thing? thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you'll, 
oh, she's so just silly and it's 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 yeah. great I think that's true. And they also had a, uh, a ripper of an episode on the Behind the Game Changers podcast with Nat Plain. Um, so, yeah. Dask, stay creative because we love seeing you out in the footy field absolutely tearing it to shreds. Yeah, um, keep doing what you're doing. Apart from that, Barks, we also had uh, AFL round one, um, which it, it was great to see people back at the MCG um, to to – to use that line that bloody everyone's been using. I loved I, – I, I want to call out – I'm going to do a general general egg um, to kick us off. But every peanut who went to the MCG and posted the exact same Instagram story, you know the one I'm talking about? It's the, the slow left-to-right pan of hang, going across the ground and saying, how good to be back. Hang on, Julian. Julian yes, Wallace. I yes, know that you do that for a lot of AFLW games. It, it's usually a photo. AFLW yes. at Icon Park, and I just say no, scenes. You had you had one at um one of the away games, but you probably you can put yourself in that category of what did you say? I put myself in that category. It might not have been tosser. Well, I never said that. What you just the, called what me was a the tosser. Word used? I just want to call a, you a tosser. You're such a dick stick, honestly. Come on, that's an let's, underrated let's one. Let's move. Dick stick. Let's move on. Dick sticks. Welcome to the show, Dick sticks. <laughs> You're struggling for an intro. Wow. That should have been it. We're we're onto one here, aren't we? Um, let's get on to content. Let's get on to some content. Um, I'm going to kick things off, Barks, because you've done the run sheet and you put do me that. up twice. What have I been watching this week? Apart from football, sure. NHL, baby, Ooh. NHL. That's what we're watching. I haven't actually been watching it, but I've been keeping an eye <laughs> on their content because <laughs> I um I, I low key love the NHL. I reckon it's in my top three sports to wow. watch. Um, it's fast paced. It's high energy. There's a lot of contact. It's physical. Um, the players seem great, and they also put some ripper content out. There's a lot of good um team accounts going around, but what I loved actually came from the the league account. Before you jump in, Jules, I've been to one NHL game uh, years ago. Knew nothing about it, but can I just add in that I've never watched yeah. it, but one of the best live game experiences I've had. Where did you go and watch it? Is it the Kings? Where? What? No, not the Kings. Oh. Black and white? What are the LA? LA Kings. Yeah, yeah. LA Kings. Yeah, I've got a T-shirt. Best um, best social media presence Um. Or originally best social media presence. I think I've called them out before. For everyone watching at home, uh, we're on the NHL main account and we'll, we'll have this in the links. We always say that, but I actually genuinely will put this in the links. Um, this one's enjoyed with sound, so barks when you get a chance, just have a watch. A few moments later. <laughs> any, any office reference is great. Any office reference. So for all of you watching at home, uh, they've got a little clip of our, a highlight of two players. I think it's... Um, I'm not too sure who the teams are. I think it's New Jersey Devils and uh, the Sabres, I think Buffalo. So basically one player is charging the net and has gone into slide and has ended up in the corner of the net. That's a very poor description, but that's how it happens. They've then taken that player, cut him out, and used that famous scene from The Office where they're watching the DVD logo bounce around the corner <laughs> and they've replaced it with the player. So it's it's just a nice little tie-in. Um and I, I thought it, it's just a reminder that highlights don't always have to be so serious. Like it is mm. fun to to bring in some like pop culture references that more people can enjoy. And I think that's where you get 
new fans as well. You, if you're always just pumping up like high intensity, high octane, like hits, marks, mm. kicks, whatever, you're going to lose a, a little bit of your audience because it's like that doesn't appeal to everyone. But if you can, um, if you can bring people in with something that they know, um, yeah. I think you're much better off. That's my thoughts. What do you think, Barks? Yeah, no, I like your th- I like your thoughts because I tend to agree. I think it's a bit of an abnormal way of thinking in a way. Like highlights, let's just typically think rusted on fans, which I thought was rusted yeah. on fans until recently, Jules. I've heard most, multiple people say, rusted on makes sense. But anyway, we're getting off track. Rusted on fans, but this time you can think about simple highlights to get new fans on. So, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, like – it's it's also about the turnaround as well. I think like usually what you'd want that to go up as soon as possible, but that's going to delay it by making something like this. But it's probably worth it. Yeah, but like I think if you're if we're looking at at it, like people have already seen that highlight, right? If you're doing that a couple of days or a day after the game, you can still have some fun with it. Yeah. Um. So people know the play, but they might not have thought of it in that particular way. Um. It's almost like when you do. If you take it back down the the traditional sports and analyst path, it's when you do stuff like your your game reviews and you use the little yeah. circles to highlight key plays. Like people have seen the play, but they haven't necessarily seen it in that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this does really. It just it's a fun way to to present something. Everyone loves it, and I think um, it goes back to the purpose of your account. Like we've talked multiple times. Like, what are you? Are you the broadcaster just putting out highlights, or are you going to like bring yep. something different to the team account? Um, that's that's exactly right. Like, and especially in this day and age where you've got so many people pumping out the same highlights. Yeah, anyone. Can what get is the your point of difference? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And everybody, everybody loves the office. That's what she said. Everyone loves the office. I've yet to meet someone that doesn't like the office. And if you, if you yeah, don't, if you don't like don't, the office, I don't want to meet you. Right? Can you just message us? I want, I want to talk about it. We'll have you. I will promise. <laughs> if you do not like the office, you will be our next guest, and we're gonna hammer the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> wow violent <laughs> <laughs> bit violent but um, <laughs> jesus christ uh, it looked pretty similar no that's a good one well done so what Thanks, I, mate what i seen during the week it would go back to round one of the footy shall we yep let's not, go not directly though and round one carlton were involved versus richmond i think you can see i think you know my favorite bit of that night what, what was my favorite bit of that night there, it's got to be something to do with a camera. So I'm thinking maybe that mirrorless camera that uh, the NBA and NH- God, NFL made, made famous. It's yeah. So go I, on. It's just it's just tremendous to watch. Like that depth of field up close when they go quarter time, half time breaks. We've seen it in. I'm not going to say who was first, but I believe the WWE had it. NFL was big on it, especially during the Super Bowl. I think. Like I'm, I'm sure that's. I, or did they start using it before that? No, I was going to say I think it's um I think it was Fox Sports in the USA that brought it in the first because they cover the NFL and they yeah. also have the WWE, so that makes sense that they've like been like, oh fuck, this works really nice. Yeah. Let's chuck it in. So for yeah. the, those that don't know what we're talking about, it's that camera that best way to describe it. It almost looks like a video game. So you're sort of like imagine a video game cutscene. Um, maybe just a basketball game where you float around sort of um, the person. I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> the camera floats in front of the person 
um, with the scoreboard below. That looks like a video game, but that's what they started incorporating overseas and now in Australia. Um, yes, Jules, you look about to add in. I was going to say, and it makes it look like the background's really blurry. So yeah. it really focuses the on the foreground and Depth kind of, of blurs out all the background. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, I thought I'd use this to... Have a bit of fun with um, a spontaneous game of rate it or hate it, Jules, and you're involved. Okay, here we go. So, Do we have some game show music underneath, maybe? We can, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll use it as a way to look at things that broadcasters have tried that impact the way, okay. we game, the way we watch the games. So, All right, I'm on. You're on. First up, Spider-Cam. First introduced by NRL, I think, and we've seen it in AFL. And I want to add that ESPN tried this for the main camera the whole game for a college basketball game once. That's a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> and people, the dizziness it caused, people went off on Twitter. But rate it or hate it, Spidercam. Rate it for certain games. Hate it for AFL. Not at all. So not a fan yeah, of it. Okay. Because NRL and like cricket, it, I love it for yeah. where it's a bit – well, cricket's slower, right? So you can – it's all right oh, for it to like swoop in and do a round. All right, come on, mate. None of that. Um, and NRL is kind of linear, so it makes sense that they, they can like follow the game up and down. Yeah. Um, yep, you know, but yeah, not AFL. You know who what might also hate it? Steve Smith. Who? Cricket reference. Oh, here we Steve go. Steve Smith once – is Mr. This- Katz, right? The, because of the spider know, cam. Yeah, the spider cam I yeah. don't know how many years ago and he was complaining about it. I watched the vision the other day and it's quite funny. So he, he blames that for not being able to catch the ball. So I, I get that in a game like that where yep. the ball's up in the air. It's probably not the most convenient. Um, all right, next up. Oh, did you want you ask my thoughts? Yeah, I think I, think yep. I agree. I think it's cool, but probably not. It probably shouldn't be used more than, say, twice three times on just to maybe get the the atmosphere of the game maybe the crowd yeah um yeah small small patches you might not be aware of this nhl my notes say 1996 the broadcasters made the puck glow so wow i'm gonna have to have you got a visual example of this so every time they every time they hit it it kind of like Nah, I don't like it. You don't, don't about, like it at all. What about for more casual fans trying to get into the game and they literally can't follow the puck? I don't know. I think that's like, I think that's part of the thing that I've enjoyed about um, NHL is like trying to <laughs> follow it to to trying to follow it. Yeah, because it's actual skill of the game, like to yeah. try and work out where the puck is and what they're doing with it, because that's it's so fast paced. Yeah, I don't know. I I like it for like analytical stuff, but it, it feels like you're constantly watching an analy- analysis of it. Yeah. No, I get that. Is, I, I think so. What are your thoughts? I, I think so. I think it's sort of fun, but you probably get over it if you're a real rusted on fan. Yeah. Like it's just going to feel like a video game and feel a bit fake. Yeah. Almost. Maybe in replay zones, yeah. you said. So if you want to see what actually happened, maybe that's maybe that's where you can use it. Um. This is probably an easy one. The when tennis and cricket in bought Hawkeye to see yep. specifically where the ball goes. I can't see why you'd hate would that. Would you would you count that as broadcast or would you count that as like match um what's it called? Like 
referees almost, like DRS yeah, and stuff like that. I had it under there because it still impacts the way we watch the game. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like it. Yeah. I I, it. I like it because if it either works in the favour of the it, – it works either way, right? Like if you've got a play that's in by – a fucking bee's dick, right? Like you. <laughs> what a dick's been. Yeah. Really sure. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. You know what bit, I mean? Yeah, I do. A bit abnormal one. Um, poker. I don't know when they introduced ah. this. They introduced that poke hot. Oh, poker's hole cam. I think so. The TV audience. Jesus, can you had to be careful with that one. Can didn't see, you? <laughs> the TV audience can see the cards facing down. The cards. Yeah. Rate it. Rate it, rate it. Yeah, I think that's cool. Absolutely rate it. There's no, I don't think there's any negative to it. It's just a cool idea. Um, Similar to yep. NHL glowing puck. Do you remember a year or two ago, the three-point line on NBA glo- uh, glowed? Or like glowed. It, so if someone shot a three that was behind the line, the, the line would glow up a red. Okay. Obviously uh, purely. No, I don't. So if you Google that, I think that was actually very clean. Like that looks believable that it, it actually happened on the floor, um, but I'm not sure they they haven't they haven't stuck with it to this day. So there's probably a reason for that. But I thought it was pretty cool. I don't I don't mind that so much, um, which sounds different because of, like I've said no to the puck. But I think that's a smaller interruption to the game. Yeah, that allows people to know that it's three pointers or it's two point. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah. All right, yep. last one. We'll wrap it up. AFL, when – well, I guess it is a way of watching broadcasters. Channel 10, I think it was. The five-minute warning, clock counting up for the last five loved minutes. Loved it. Yeah, right. Absolutely I think everyone loved rated it. it, didn't they? Yeah. There wasn't much wrong that Channel 10 did with their broadcast. Like, their commentators were great. Five-minute warning was great. What was that show with – um? It was before the game? Before, before the, the bounce? Oh, before the game. If that's the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Tool of the week. Brilliant. My favourite footy show by far. Unreal. I think uh, give the broadcast back to Channel 10. Yep. Five Get rid of morning. these bozos on Channel 7. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it all. Great. Um, Thanks for playing Rated or Hate. I've got, I've got one for yeah? you. Go. I've got one to throw in. Uh, rated or Hate It, Cameramen on Segways. On Segways. Yep. What's try to put a picture into mine? You know, um, those like scooters that were supposed oh, yeah. to be the next big thing, and you like lean forward or you lean back, and it, it oh. propels you. <laughs> I Cameramen on segways. Hang on, what's the po- point of it though? Just to make them look closer. So they they use it in the cricket a lot um, to get close to the players without having to like carry around. They've got like a, a okay. cameraman. And he's like gimbal, I want to call it, like the the thing that um, yeah, the balance the basically gimbal. yeah balances it out, and they just go really close. Um, it gives you a good oh. shot. <laughs> That's the first y- thing you came up it? in someone bowling of Usain Bolt. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly that, like that shit. I don't. I think I rate it. I think. I think. <laughs> I think it's sort of funny. Like I'd have to watch. I mean, I could Google a video here, but I'd imagine it'd give you quite a cool. Um, view on things, but obviously it can, like the um, spider cam, it probably gets a bit annoying for the athlete sometimes. Absolutely hate it because because those bloody segues, 
you'll be sitting there on the boundary getting a really, really good shot or photo or video or whatever it is of a player doing something in the warm-up and you just get this fucking segue that just goes in front of you. Because <laughs> they have no, no like spatial awareness whatsoever. The shot looks all right though. But you can do the same shot with a spider cam, which is what they started doing in the cricket this year when they weren't allowed to have players close to the cameraman. So they're redundant. Uh, watching I'm video. sorry, this one really fires me up. It's watching a video in 2011 them. where this guy on the cricket just fell over and scared all the players. Yeah, no, I can, I can see what I can see why you hate it. That's a good one though. Mm. I was torn because it's it feels like a very cricket thing, so I hadn't really Nothing's experienced right, it. I'm torn. Anyway, it's a funny. I'm all out of it's fun to shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> It's fun to um, see how broadcasters try to push the button with um, viewers' experience, I think, is what I was going with that. Yeah. I want to say I am a little fearful or, like, what's the word? Fearful. Apprehensive. Scared. uh, That broadcasters in Australia tend to go, like, from zero to 100 when they they get a new piece of technology. Yeah. So now I fear that they're going to make me sick of this mirrorless camera lens. I don't think I could Because they're just going to be, be using it for absolutely everything. I could watch the whole AFL game on it. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Enough <laughs> about broadcasters. <laughs> yeah. It's enough about broadcasters. I think you're, you've got another piece of AFL-related content, didn't you? Yeah, I do. Um, one of the most exciting things um, – when the AFL season starts is that we get to see all the hard work that the the graphic designers have been putting in there over the preseason because it's not just the players that have um, big off-season big sparks. Off season, it's yeah. um, it's uh, everyone else as well as they revamp and refresh their, their kind of offering for the 2021 season. Um, so we've had – obviously had practice matches, but I don't think every team always rolls out their new graphics for that. They kind of try and save them for round one. So we've had now, what is it, four teams? Yep. Four teams roll out graphics uh, and we're starting to see some that are pumping out game day graphics today. I want to I wanna get your thoughts on a couple of things, but the one that st- stands out, that always bloody stands out, and the, it's these pricks from Essendon. <laughs> you, do, you don't even need to show me it. I'm, I love it. I love it. They're... Um, their, their graphics are on a, another level. Um, so make sure you head over to their Instagram and have a look at just like the work that they put into making everything so unique. Like the the two Bens there, uh, Ben Corson and Ben Lawson, I know I've called them out before, but it's outstanding the work that they're doing. Um, I think their game day graphics are insane. Um, the one thing I think we've... I want to touch on though is that while the designers might make all these game day graphics, particularly for score updates, um, it's normally the the social media person or the digital person on the day that's updating them. And I imagine the same for like video frames and stuff like that. It's the the video person that's updating them. Mm. And while we do have some skills in terms of like being able to use Creative Cloud and whatnot. Um, the more complex the graphic, the more difficult your job is on a game day because you're sitting there panicking, trying to work out, fuck, what's this layout? Oh, my Photoshop's about to crash. I haven't got the same like 
access to everything that you guys do. Oh, you've clipped that image. How the fuck do I clip an image? Yeah. Like all this stuff that pops into your head. Um, so on that, I want to talk to you about, or I want to get your thoughts on how how complicated or how important do you think game day graphics still are? And when, when I say game day graphics, I mean score updates, um, game day posts, player of the matches, um, Instagram mm-hmm. frames, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's so you're asking like about the balance of workability versus shit that looks good. Creativity, yeah. That's a real, um, real realistic insight into what it's actually like because yeah people want to get it out as quick as possible you might have this elite looking graphic with thirteen thousand layers but if someone can't update it then it's sort of ruined um shout out slip <laughs> jason salopic um <laughs> i don't know because i'm probably i'm probably a bit ignorant to the fact that i'm just going to tell you that i think game day should probably be up there with your best because mm-hmm. it's like sort of, I mean, every, if you sort of get amped up, whether it's AFL, W, AFL, that's, that's the big sort of mark of your week. Um, so I think if anything, it should be the one you put most effort in and it's what most people are going to see. I'd assume you're the data man, but is that up there with the amount of <laughs> the graphics that get seen and clicked the most? Normally, I'd say that the score updates are the ones that, that get the most and, and yeah. that, again, is dependent. Yeah, so if score updates are the most visually seen, is, I don't know, I think, I think and sorry, I'm just going to go back to the amount of layers. If you make this really cool graphic, surely you can do it in a way, I'm no Photoshop wizard, but surely you can do it in a way where you just flatten everything besides the bits you need to edit? Well, that's essentially what they do, but because, like, you're updating with a picture or like the text in something, it still ends up being like a lot. Um, and we got to remember now everything is filtered. Everything's got like another layer of yeah. old texture on it. So that it just adds up. And then sometimes the photo doesn't look good. So you got to change up the photo and stuff like that. I am, um, I'm a big fan of having simpler stuff that looks good. Um, and I think our designers have done that for us, and that's it's my my opinion. Um, not to to promote our work, but I think our designers have. We had a big chat with them, um, and this is Ash Hills and Jason Salopek. If you want to have a look at some of their work, but we had a big chat with them just before the start of the season across AFLW and AFL. We probably with AFLW didn't realise as much, like if we want it to look good, how much extra work needs to go in on our end. Yeah. Um, but with AFL, we realized that and tried to correct that and be like, hey, we've got to get this out like fast. We, yeah. we don't want to be – because on game day, like if you want something really good, you either have to put another person on to just purely do graphics, which is a waste of resources, or you have to like sit there and you lose the timeliness of then being able to run down and capture some content, which is way more important than a – a game day graphic yeah sorry that got really like operational but no that's, but that's my feelings on it that's what's interesting to me because yeah it is probably just weighing up are these images that have to be editable every editable editable every week editable editable, editable. every week Ed- <laughs> or can it just be like a wallpaper you know it'd be interesting yeah. actually with this we bring them up all the time but we should get one of the bends on the show one of the Bens? Well, ask ask them these questions. Like, we can have our opinions. Yeah. I feel torn on it because I 
make it elite as you want because I was just scrolling their Instagram as you were talking about that and literally everything they do, I'm just like, wow. And and it's like, <laughs> that, was, that was really you, you vibes last week when you're trying to build up something but you'd just be like, wow, I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we should get them on. Double them All up. Right. Well, which one? Ben and ben. Which one do you watch? Should we put a poll out. Which Ben would you like to hear from, so, Corson or Lawson? So break it down. Are they both? They're not both designers, are they? Or are they? Uh, they they are. Uh, ben, I think Ben Lawson does more of the the graphic stuff, and Ben Corson's more in charge of brand and feel. So oh, okay. Oh, we'll think about take it. Take your pick. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll have. We'll try and get one of these Essendon dickheads on. <laughs> Bricks. Jesus. Uh, no, in- interesting topic of discussion. Um, and yeah. worthwhile thinking about whether you want it to be easy for your ga- uh, team on game day or do you want it to look bloody cool and you don't care about your team on game day? Yeah. Fuck the team. I think so. All right. Hey, Jules, have you heard of the social sandwich? No. What's that? Well, it's this great guy named Edwin who has some amazing social media tips. But, tell me more. Why tell you, when he can do it himself? Gee, I can't wait to get a bite of this. Ha, 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 ha. And now, live from the content catch-up desk, it's Easy Eddie's Tips. So this is one we've been talking about for a while, Barks, and we were lucky to have the very uh, talented Edwin Smith from Social Sandwich join us a couple of weeks ago. Um, But he's actually going to join us every couple of weeks with a little bit of a social media tip. Brilliant. And uh, and we've got our first one today. So let's get stuck into it. G'day, boys. Thanks for having me back on the show. Uh, Really excited to be kicking this uh, little segment off with a little bit of tips, a little bit of a rant around Instagram grids. Um, I think I've talked to both of you about how I feel about the old grid on Instagram. Um, I think personally that people overthink the importance of having, you know, this really nice, fancy curated looking grid when the reality is probably 90% of people don't actually look at your profile unless they're coming to follow you. So my thinking is, you should never sacrifice your individual posts for the sake of a nice looking grid, which is what I think people do because they go, oh shit, like if I post this photo, uh, it doesn't really fit with my aesthetic. Like it's not gonna look nice on the grid. I need to post something else. And then you end up posting worse content and it does you more harm than good. So my kind of tip of the day today is focus on your individual posts. Obviously you wanna try and maintain a consistency of colors and a scheme and an aesthetic across your page but don't sacrifice individual posts for the sake of a pretty looking feed social sandwich out instagram grids instagram grids jewels so basically easy eddie's tip don't sacrifice one post for the greater the greater good of your whole instagram grid um what are your thoughts i think i i've probably feel a bit guilty to this because you know I love I love my grid. Yeah. I think we all do because we um we went big on grids across both our accounts from Carlton. Um, but I I I having heard that I Makes actually sense. I'm being I'm being swayed a little bit more. My I, only... I agree. Like, sorry, you go. No, no, no. You're talking. <laughs> yeah, you should 
fucking learn not to interrupt people. I thought you were done. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, um, I agree. Like, and we've often been in this trap where because we've started posting in a grid kind of layout, we've had to either post extra, which depreciates the quality of what we're doing because we've had to find extra posts to make the layout work, or we've had to like forego posting something really good. Um, and he's right. Like how often do you actually visit a profile? And we probably do because we, we like looking through stuff, but how often do you actually go and visit a profile of the, the posts that you've seen in your feed? Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because the only counter argument that Edwin knows I have is I think I do sometimes. Like I think, okay. I think especially if you're a business or, an individual that you're looking to hire, for example, I think Instagram grids are a form of the modern age website in a way. So, like, okay. I don't, I don't think, go. I don't think, I think it's very dependent on what your page is. But I think some mm. people would go to your Instagram page, scroll it, and if you see this beautiful aesthetic of a brand and someone who knows how to manage themselves, I think that is what people used to do for websites. Go to their website, check okay. out their page, click on links. Now you go to their Instagram, check out their profile by actually checking it out. Scrolling through. And then click on the post to see what they're all about. Um, so I don't know. I think I think it's dependent. Like that's probably not appropriate to a sports page though, like a, a team's page. Yes. Because you're not going to scroll yeah. looking to hire them. Because it's more of a, a news news cycle rather than a yeah. um, rather than like a – a content creator grid and yeah that's true that's a that's a good way to look at it right um i'm just now back thinking of adelaide's grid uh adelaide football club which is unreal but it gives me the greatest anxiety because i just (laughs) someone stuffs it up or something just the amount of planning that goes into it like I understand it looks great and this is not a knock on Adelaide. I, I really do appreciate everything that's happening here, but I just think it's, in my opinion, it's almost too much. Um, it doesn't seem like it makes anything easy. It always makes everything seem like, oh, fuck, we've got this. How are we going to get it up in this grid setting? Yeah, um, it's a real balance, I think. And we should clarify when, yeah. it's, when we're talking grids, we're not talking about eight images that make up one image. We're just talking yeah. about everything looking the same and they might like line up. I think Adelaide's do make some yeah. sort of pattern, but it's a very fine balance, yep. I think. But another, sorry, just to end this point, maybe for Adelaide's sake, I'm not going to speak on their designers, but if you find something like that to push yourself and to make yourself happy and stand out, then maybe it is worthwhile. Like maybe it's not so much for the fans. Maybe it's, hey, this is something I really enjoy and we all want to enjoy what we do. So maybe it's something yep. that they think about the individual. I don't know. There's probably different elements. Oh, that, very true. And I want to, but I want to bring this back to something that you said before when we were talking about like game day graphics and stuff. And it kind of applies to uh, grids and layouts. Are you, are you doing it for an engagement purpose? Are you doing it for your own creativity? Yeah. Or are you doing it like, is there anything to say that? the engagement on these posts is any better than just putting up a really nice photo and to Edwin's point that has the same color schemes, the same um, kind of vibe, the same consistent captions. Probably. Like is is there anything to say that this way is better? Probably not. Whereas like if you can focus on 
like a small overall feel of the grid, like by using a filter that makes all the photos look the same. So when you're scrolling through, you're like, oh, this has got a nice aesthetic. Like I can really see everything fits in here. And another thing we talk about regularly is making sure that videos have the right thumbnails and stuff like that. Yeah. That's probably more important than going out and building like an insane grid. I think so. From a sports perspective anyway. Yeah. I think there's also the argument. Yeah. Sorry. No, I think it's uh, probably a good one. Ask yourself what, what the hell's your purpose. And then depending on that answer, it's probably a bit of a guiding factor. But thanks, yeah. Edwin. That's that's cool. I think I think yeah. that would be good. That would be interesting for listeners. So basically, every so often we might approach Edwin or Edwin at Social Sandwich might approach us with something that he's seen during the week, a tip he has for us, something he's seen that he dislikes. Maybe he wants to go on a rant. It's open. Make sure you, you do go out and check Edwin's profile. I think he's also running a new Monday seminar um, where you can get some of these tips and um, a lot of his sass all in one half an hour session. Uh, you will, you'll enjoy it either way. He- head to Edwin's page, Social Sandwich. Um, yes. Julian. Now, it's it's 11.30 on a, a Saturday as we're recording this. Um, this will come out on Wednesday. But, you know, normally on a Saturday we've got a game, so I'm pretty rushed for um, what I do in the morning. Like I try to get up, go to the gym, then maybe like, straight into a, a training session or whatnot. But this morning we've got a bit more time since we've only got one more game this week. Um, so I thought this morning I might go out and get myself some egg of the week. Egg of the week. Oh, egg of the week. Yeah, I love that, Jules. I, I did not have any eggs this morning, but I do have one egg. I have two eggs, so I'll kick one off. Yep, and I'll kick it right back at you. Pretty obvious one. Uh, the NCAA. Have you yeah, seen this? I did. Well, I saw multiple, whether you're talking about the gym facilities. Yeah. I think there was multiple other spaces and equipment and yeah. what's at their what's at their disposal disposal, the, sorry. The gym facilities. Um that's what I wanted to go at. And if anyone hasn't seen this, uh you'll be able to jump on Twitter and, and find it quite easily. But basically the NCAA uh March Madness is coming to an end or just starting i'm not too sure but march madness their big tournament um is underway at the moment for both the men's and the women's um the men's uh have this fantastic i wouldn't say fantastic but like significantly better weight room set up with uh squat (laughs) racks benches weights free weights whatever the, the women's players uh had one tower of like little handheld dumbbells and that was it and you, you think, are you that daft, NCAA, that you don't realize that, like, in this age of social media, number one, you shouldn't be doing that shit. Like, it's not mm-hmm. hard to to justify giving players the facilities that they need when they're the ones making you the money. NCAA yeah. players don't get paid. They get their scholarships and that's about it. But the NCAA is one of the highest earning um bodies of sport in the world because they don't have to fucking pay anyone and they have great tv deals put yeah, some more money surprising. back into your athletes yeah surprises me every time something like this pops up especially like in 2021 like it's so i don't know it's just so i don't know the word like dumb it's ignorant it's it's unfair um it's, it's just, just ridiculous that it's 
it keeps happening. Um, but on the on the flip side of that, I want to I want to shout out um, a couple of like there were a couple of um, sporting goods and gyms gyms from America that obviously saw that and jumped on it and sent a whole shitload of equipment oh, down cool. to to the bubble. But it shouldn't have to come to that, right? Like, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have to come to that. Be better, but Just bosses be of the week better. Yeah, be better. Of Early boss of the week to those whoever they they were. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, that's fair. Nothing, nothing classifies. Nothing sums that up more than being eggs. Eggs. eggs and eggs, I've got eggs. an egg. Yeah, go I've, on, give it. To I've us. got an egg that we we already shared during the week, but I just wanted to draw attention to it once again, just quickly. <laughs> that cameraman. <laughs> so, just quickly, we'll, we'll we'll show the video. Some sort of, oops, that's loud. Some sort of um, I don't know, some sort of college uh, conference in the states. Team won the championship as you as you would you're the videographer you want to get in there and get the shots because there's basically the most important shots of the season in a way like everyone wants that footage and just have a look at the security guard literally tackle and put the videographer in a headlock now you'd assume it'd be due to covid but he's wearing a mask he's a good what 1.52 meters away but the security guard is just being literally looks like he's just being a prick out of choice i I think the security guard was too heavy-handed, but I read some of the comments underneath and um, apparently there was like he didn't have the right accreditation to be in that spot um, and he had mm. had several warnings from the security guard beforehand. That being said, okay. there's no reason you need to manhandle someone like that. I think no. what would have been better is, I mean, and this is where people probably don't have an appreciation or complete understanding of what we do. And and it goes vice versa, right? Like that cameraman should have realized that that security guard was trying to do his job by like protecting the players because at the end of the day, that's what they're employed to do. Yeah. And he was too heavy handed. That's bad, but whatever. Um, but like give them a fine afterwards. Let them get that footage because that footage is going to almost pay for the fines rather than have to deal with this shit afterwards. Yeah deal with it after sort of yeah if, if the videographer was in the wrong yeah then bring it up afterwards with whoever the appropriate parties are exactly but you're right the main the main uh head hold uh what's headlock. It called? headlock bucks headlock headlock head hold headlock. um yeah your bloody egg for that one all right kick us home i believe you've got one close <laughs> to home to i've about. got one very close to home um listeners as you're aware I am currently painting my kitchen and my lovely mother, God bless her, uh, has been, doing most of it. She's done a lot of it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but uh, I, I have picked up my act in the last couple of days and I've gotten a bit busy to, to do a few things late night and uh, been doing some painting, done a lot of it the other day, or I did a lot of it the other day rather. Uh, Mum came over yesterday to, to kind of help me do another coat on a few things Um. And she did a good job, but then decided to to reprime or paint white over something that I had already painted gray, which is the color that I'm I'm moving <laughs> to. And I I was looking at her and I was like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm priming this. It was still the original color." And I'm like, "Mum, I I painted that. Like I I primed it. I sanded it. <laughs> so I she painted ruined it. your work." <laughs> And she's like, no, it was still brown. And I'm like, 
No, it was grey. My mum's just colourblind and it will not. <laughs> oh, that doesn't help. I don't think she she is, but she won't admit it. And she's like, I swear it was brown. I'm like, mum, you've lost it. You've been in here too long with the paint fumes. Like, That's go hilarious. outside, get some maybe, fresh air. Yeah, the, maybe you've got her working. The paint fumes have gone to her head. Poor Miriam. Uh, poor Miriam. Uh, but she's still a bloody egg. Like, yeah, it's fair learn the different. Learn the difference all, between grey and brown. I'm all about egging family members. Well done, Miriam. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Even though you're on last week. Not fair, Egg. Uh, should we move on to... Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss. of the week. Yes, we should. And that tune has made famous by AJ at Carlton in our team chat the other day. Credit to you, AJ. Massive fan of the show, and I, I appreciate I appreciate you. This is just a quiet message to Adrian out there. I've got a quick one. All right, boss of the week is this. I'm going to say COVID nurse for a college basketball team. Obviously, they've got to go through their protocols. Um, actually, I'll link okay. you this because you can't hear it, but they've got to go through all their protocols. And what what better way to make them all excited than announcing who is due for their COVID test? Like it was like an introduction basketball introduction at the stadium, and the team. Get absolutely amped every time someone gets called out. So quickly watch that. Ross recently freed. So Basically, boss of the week is her for turning a negative situation in obviously what's going on into a positive bit of this a feel. lady. He's my new favorite person in the world. <laughs> these, yeah. these players are great as well. Yeah, they're all getting into it. So we'll play the audio as we said, but basically, it's like a huge basketball um, team introduction on court, and the COVID nurse is the um, stadium announcer. She's a hero. Absolutely. Bosser. Bosser. Well done, whoever you are. Right. We've got one question from, well, we had a couple of questions from social media. So thank you for um, everyone who answered. But uh, there's only one serious question because Ness, uh, Bark still doesn't know how to open a door. And uh, Rose, no, we didn't have Marnie on the show to talk about grids because uh, – We'd still be here. We had for like four weeks if we did. <laughs> True. Um, but we had a question from Jono. Uh, I'm not really sure how to pronounce your last name, Jono. So I'm going to say Jono B. So game day is is funny because it actually doesn't start on a game day. Game day starts on a Monday morning when you you start planning for game day. Um, I, I don't really. Oh, this one's hard because everyone's got a different approach to it. But I think the best way to tackle game day content wise is be organized. Almost have like your own mini content plan for a game day with like that has a run sheet of everything that's going on, everything that needs to be covered, almost who's going to cover it at what time and how the um and how they're going to get that content out and when it needs to be out. So Actually organizing on a game day, I think the best thing to do is have a shared Dropbox where you can dump all the footage um, and that might be highlights from the game. Sorry, I need to like 
clear my throat. I was going a bit high pitch there. Um, that might be highlights from the game. It might be clips that the AV team have um, put together. It might be photos that someone on the ground level has taken as they're roaming. Um, and then it kind of comes to the person who's sitting up in the media box to be the, the gatekeeper almost or be the producer and be like, all right, we need this here. We need that there. This needs to be, have this watermark on it. This needs to have that uh, end slide on it. Um, it's It's a real production. It's almost... It's become and it's becoming a lot, lot more. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say the best way to do it, like to to shorten all that down, is just be organised. Know what you're getting into on a game day, and know what you have to do, and just have a checklist and tick it off. Um, I hope. I was just going to say, I hope that kind of answers your question. Uh, sorry if I ranted a little bit. I was going to say the balance between me and you, Jules, is fantastic because that was a beautifully said thing that I would have just. My version of it would be be bloody organized and I'll leave this with you. Embrace the pace because I think the thing I found, you can be as organized as you you want, but there will be like the game day is different in terms of things just move very fast and nothing goes to plan 100%. And just embrace no. that because it's not the end of the world if mistakes happen and they do happen. Um, or you can just listen to Jules's 30-minute presentation, but that was mine. All right. Well, when I asked you, you had fucking nothing. So exactly. someone had to talk. This is a podcast, not a silence cast. Yes, jeez. <laughs> silence doesn't even make sense. No. No, as I, as I said, brilliant answer, but my one would have just been be organized. <laughs> I like that too. Short, be organized. Embrace the we pace. Just cut everything I said. No, we cut everything I said. You did well, Jules. Don't beat yourself up. And speaking of doing well, you've done well, listeners. Done well for another week because. Hey, it's been fun. And I think we did really... No, I'm kidding, Critter. We're not going to review our own episode. <laughs> I do want to, though. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Thank you for another week. Um, thank you for the questions, the serious questions, Jono. We like that. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Head to the socials, head to YouTube, because remember, you can watch the full thing in video form. And, Barks, I haven't told you this, but I reckon we're going to have a guest next week. Wow. Is this a guess I know of? Well, it surprised me, actually. We'll see who rocks up the morning of no see prep. Who rocks up. It could just be my mum with <laughs> oh, a paintbrush Miriam. and a colour chart. <laughs> That's harsh. She's done wonderful things. All right. Thank you. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Peace out. Peace out. That's new. <laughs>